0: kuna vibanga This is Buddhist Books Podcast, episode 161, Bikuni Vibhanga Parajika Part 5. That's also Tibitaka Part 93, in which I'll be reading uh, Bikuni Vibhanga Parajika 5. Happy Holi, by the way, for those who celebrate. Um... It's today, and tomorrow, if I understand correctly, today being March 7th, 2023, tomorrow being the 8th, on the subject of Hinduism, our special guest today, Mahakali, part of our ecumenical exchange program. When I was a young warthog, Lion King, anybody, when I was a young human, you might say, um, I uh, I saved up for an entire summer working at the Renaissance fair three hundred and fifty dollars, which was a lot of money back in nineteen ten um, and I, I I purchased this beautiful, beautiful like bronze statue, i think of uh, of Kali, and then foolishly gave it away <sighs> and i'm sure the, uh, the, the the young woman who's now you know. Uh, 40-something as well, um, probably gave it away a long time ago. So I wish I had kept that, because then I would have something much more impressive here to show you today. Um, and I also picked up this book back then. Actually, it was 1995. Although I might have gotten this book and and first, you know, uh, gotten interested in Kali in 1994, I gave the statue away in 1995. I think it was 1995. Here's a picture. And to be honest, the, uh, the actual reason why she is our special guest today is because yesterday someone uh, posted a YouTube video to an Indian, I assume, Indian TV show, which those of you watching the video version of this episode are now seeing certain clips from. And, uh, you know, I uh, wanted to share these clips on this episode. And for those hearing the audio only version, um, I hope you'll forgive me for talking very slowly right now and not saying anything because I wanted to uh, put as many of these clips in here as possible okay well thank you for being our special guest today and thank you to uh, the producers and the actress uh, who whatever that show is called um, I'll put the title here if you don't see anything it's because I couldn't find the title but uh, surely I'll find the title okay um, now to go to the Extreme polar opposite of, uh, you know, womanhood in India. Let us continue with the rules for pre-sectarian early Buddhist nuns. Recited. (laughs) Okay. So that thing I said earlier, uh, before I snapped about this being the fifth um, Parajika is a little off. Let me, let me just see what's going on here. Yeah. So I was under the impression that there were eight Parajika, but apparently there were four, which is why the title of this episode is Bikuna Vibanga Sangha De Sessa 1 and not, as I said, Parajika 5. Excuse me for that. Um, it's not an exact science. Part of the for those just tuning in, if this is your first episode. By the way, if this is your first episode, feel free to click here and go to the beginning of the TV Talka playlist. That's for those watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, I'm not reading ahead. I have decided to share my experience of reading all of this for the first time with you, the people of you know the world uh, who are interested. I don't know, Uh, in the future maybe, or someone who might be going over these. uh, So so I'll just read what it says here. Recited, ladies, are the eight offenses involving defeat. Are they now? Because I thought there were four. Although this last, the fourth one, was about eight things. Remember, the doer of eight things, holding hands. And also having sex, um, you know, and everything in between. Right. So, involving defeat. A nun having fallen into one or other of these does not receive communion together with the nuns as before, so after. She becomes one who is defeated. She is not in communion. Concerning them, I ask the ladies I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. A second time, I ask, I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. And a third time, I ask, I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. The ladies are quite pure in this matter, therefore they are silent. Thus do I understand this. Told is the portion on defeat. Bracket parentheses, two, two, two. And bracket parentheses, I just thought for fun, I'd throw in whatever that is. Um, so, yeah, I'm wondering, can you put a question mark after any sentence and then say, I ask before the sentence and make it a question? Um, perhaps it's something in the translation from Polly to English. I hope that you are quite pure in this matter. I guess, yeah, you could... Mm? make it a question, but I hope, I hope that you are, quite, it's a statement, it's a, not a question. Okay, moving along to the actual content of today's reading. Uh, in bracket parentheses, these 17 matters, ladies, so we can assume that there are nine, right? Because eight, Turned out to be four. So, these 17 matters, ladies, involving a formal meeting of the order. I kind of miss saying that. Did, did you miss me saying that? No? Uh, came, came up for recitation. End bracket parentheses. Now, I have to wonder, do the monks recite these rules for nuns, or are these only for the nuns to recite? Comment below. Inquiring minds want to know. Formal meeting. Sangha De One. At that time. The Enlightened One. The Lord. Oh, I forgot to mention, um, you can see over here, yeah, that's also Mahakali. So she's sort of a permanent guest here in the old office. All right. Anyway, at that time, the Enlightened One. The Lord was staying at Savati in the Jetta Grove in Anatta Pindika's monastery. Now, at that time, a certain lay follower, having given a storeroom to an order of nuns, passed away. He had two sons, one of no faith, not believing, the other with faith, believing, then he of no faith, not believing, spoke thus to him with faith, believing, quote, The storeroom is ours. Let us deal it out. End quote. When he had spoken thus, the one with faith, believing, spoke thus to him of no faith, not believing quote, Do not, sir, speak thus. It was given to the order of nuns by our Father end quote. Sidebar, just a a small thing. I think that um, if, 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 if there are two sons and the father gives something, anything, to anyone, then if one son says, let's take back that thing that our father gave to whoever, and then the other one says, no, he gave it to them, I don't think faith has anything to do with it. The other son is just an asshole, right? Am I wrong? Okay, continuing. And the second time, he of no faith, not believing, spoke thus to him with faith, believing, quote, The storeroom is ours, let us deal it out, end quote. Then the one with faith, believing, spoke thus to him of no faith, not believing, quote, Do not, sir, speak thus. It was given to the order of nuns by our Father, end quote. I'm really curious to see how this is going to end up being a rule that a nun violates that requires a formal meeting. And a third time, he of no faith, three dots. Thank you, Miss Horner. I was getting tired of reading that over and over. Quote, three dots, let us deal it out, end quote. Then the one with faith, believing, thinking, believing and thinking. Oh, what is this? Uh, uh, what chord is that? Let's see, uh, C, it'd be a B. A B minor chord, right? Believe, think, believe, think. Never mind. That's very obscure. I apologize. Um, Yes. Then the one with faith, believing, thinking, quote, (laughs) thinking, comma, quote, no space between the comma and the quote. After the quote, a space, Ms. Horner. All right. I mean, back then... There were typewriters, so I guess if you made a typo, you just, you had a choice. You could either start over, you could just pull the whole piece of paper out and put a new piece of paper in and retype that whole page, or you just kinda, "Eh, it's a minor typo, I'm just gonna keep going. So I get it, it's a different time, 1938, right? Try to make this entertaining. Um, yes, if it became mine, I would also give it to an order of nuns. And quote spoke thus to the one with no faith, not believing. Quote, let us deal it out. End quote. He's going to take it back from the nuns and then give it back to the nuns. That's his plan. Okay. Then that storeroom, being dealt out by these, fell to him of no faith, not believing. Then the one with no faith, not believing, having approached the nuns, spoke thus You must depart, ladies. The storeroom is ours. Were they living in the storeroom? Um, Okay. When he had spoken thus, the nun Tulananda spoke thus to that man. We all know Tulananda. Didn't she already get kicked out? Maybe this was before she got kicked out. Quote, or maybe when a nun does something that isn't yet a rule, then the Buddha makes it a rule from now on. So the nun that did the bad thing doesn't get kicked out. Ah, that would be more fair, right? Rather than being like, you know what? You broke a rule that I've just made up. You're out of here, right? You should know the rule before you get kicked out for it, right? I think. At least it should be a rule that's at some point been said out loud or written down. You must depart. Oh, wait, where were we? Do not speak thus. Do not, sir, speak thus. The storeroom was given to the order of nuns by your father, end quote. Saying, quote, was it given, parentheses, or, end parentheses, not given, End quote. They asked the chief ministers of justice. The chief ministers spoke thus: quote, "Who knows, ladies, if it was given to the order of nuns?" End quote. When they had spoken thus, the nun Tulananda spoke thus to these chief ministers: quote, "But masters, was not the gift seen or heard of by you as it was being given?" Eyewitnesses having been arranged, and quote, the chief ministers saying, quote, what the lady says is true, and quote, made over the storeroom to the order of nuns. Then that man, defeated, looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, quote, these. Head shaven, parentheses, women, end parentheses, are not, parentheses, true, end parentheses, recluses. They are strumpets. Oh, must be a British thing. Uh, the word translated as strumpets is bond Future Edward, Editor Edward, uh, could you enlighten us modern American folk what the word strumpet means? Strumpet, a woman who has many casual sexual encounters or relationships. Archaic, a female prostitute. Very classy going there when you're being accused of taking back something that your father has given, eh? Thank you. Okay, moving along. "'How can they have the storeroom taken away from us?' Quote. The nun Tulananda told this matter to the chief ministers. The chief ministers had that man punished. Then that man punished, having had a sleeping place made for naked ascetics not far from the nunnery, instigated the naked ascetics, saying, sidebar, so the man with no faith, made a sleeping place for ascetic nuns? I mean, for naked ascetic nuns. He must have made the sleeping place for the naked ascetic nuns. Or the naked... Yeah, no, not nuns. Oh, okay, naked ascetics. He must have made the sleeping place for the naked ascetics for a reason other than faith, perhaps the nudity. Moving along. Quote... Talk down, these nuns. End quote. The nun Tulananda told this matter to the chief ministers. The chief ministers had that man fettered. Remind us, uh, future Edward, what is fettered? Fettered means restrained with chains or manacles, typically around the ankles. Yeah, I should know that, shouldn't I? Uh, anyway, people looked down upon, criticized, spread it about, saying, How can these nuns have a storeroom taken away, parentheses, from him, and parentheses, and secondly, have him punished, and thirdly, have him fettered? Now they will have him killed. Slippery slope, right? And quote. Nuns heard these people as they three dots spread it about. Those who were modest nuns, three dots spread it about, saying, quote, How can the lady Tulananda be one who speaks in envy? What does envy have to do with... End quote. Then these nuns told this matter to the monks. Three dots. We can assume that within those three dots the monks were outraged and then the modest monks spread it about and then they told this matter to the Lord. The Lord assembled the monks together and after giving reasons to talk, he asked the monks. That's what I'm assuming goes in the three dots. Anyway, quote, Is it true, as is said, monks, that the nun Tulananda is one who speaks in envy, end quote. I mean, not to second guess Lord Buddha, but if someone gives you something and their kid comes along and takes it away from you and you go to the local authorities and say, this is not just, and the local authority agrees and says, give back the thing that your father gave. What does envy have to do with it? Thank you, Bette Midler. That's not Bette Midler. That's um, obviously good old Tina Turner. <laughs> okay. Someone from the 80s. 70s? Um, yes. Quote, it is true, Lord, end quote, the enlightened one. The Lord rebuked them, saying, quote, how, monks, can the nun tulananda be one who speaks in envy? it is not monks for pleasing those who are not parentheses yet and parentheses pleased three dots and thus monks let the nuns set forth this rule of training whatever nun should be one who speaks in envy the interpretation of which is so loose that this situation it counts as an example of it mm-hmm. Concerning a householder or a householder's sons, parentheses, or brothers, and parentheses, or a slave. I envy the slave. I envy the owners of the slave. I want to keep the slave. It was a different time. A Different time. Envy about a slave. It happens back then. Or a workman, and even concerning a wanderer who is a recluse, that nun has fallen into a matter that is an offense at once entailing... At once? There's a footnote. Uh, oh, it's the, the poly word for at once. Whatever. Entailing a formal meeting of the order involving being sent away. End quote. Wow. The formal meetings for a nun... Demanding her property back on behalf of the Order of Nuns is more strict than for a monk who does something terrible to a little girl that results in her death because he used his fingers and not his penis. Just, just saying. Just saying, you know, I'll move on. I won't dwell on it, but. Not exactly equal rights for men and women. All right. Whatever means, three dots. None is to be understood in this case. One who speaks in envy means she is called a bringer of lawsuits. Ah, maybe Polly was just different. Maybe this is the best they could do to translate it into English, because envy and bringer of lawsuits, not the same thing. Okay. I mean, in English today. Uh, Yes. Householder means he who lives in a house. Wow. Huh. Householder's sons, parentheses, or brothers, and parentheses, means whoever are sons and brothers. Of the person who lives in the house? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It doesn't say. Slave means born within, bought for money, taken in a raid. Yeah, old, old times. Workman means a hireling. A hireling. Use that in a sentence today. That's your homework. A worker. I am a hireling. I am not the owner of this establishment, ma'am. I am but a hireling. Right? Um, Wanderer who is a recluse means setting aside monk and nun and probationer and novice and female novice, he who is endowed with parentheses the status of and parentheses wanderer using a gender-neutral or all-inclusive he, apparently. Otherwise, you wouldn't have to clarify that we're not talking about female novices and nuns, right? If she thinks, quote, I will bring a lawsuit, end quote, or looks about for a companion or goes herself, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If she announces it to one, parentheses, person, and parentheses, there is an offensive wrongdoing. If she announces it to a second, there is a grave offense. At the end of the lawsuit, there is an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. So the lesson we've learned today is that Theravadan nuns are forbidden from bringing lawsuits. Hmm. Hopefully that doesn't apply to Theravadan orders today. Go ahead and bring lawsuits. Sometimes you got to, you know, especially in this climate, right? An offense at once means she falls through transgression of a course not after admonition. Okay. So she doesn't have to be like warned. She just gets kicked out for bringing a lawsuit or a a, uh, formal meeting involving being sent away, being sent away being different from being defeated. That I mean, that'll be interesting to get some clarification about that hopefully later on. Yes. Involving being sent away means she is caused to be sent away from the order. I would not call that clarification. Uh, All right. Offense entailing a formal meeting of the order means the order inflicts the manata discipline on account of her offense. It sends back to the beginning. It rehabilitates... It is not several, parentheses, nuns, and parentheses. It is not one nun. Therefore, it is called an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. All right. A synonym for this class of offense is parentheses, formal, and parentheses, act. Therefore, again, it is called an offense entailing a formal meeting of the order. There is no offense if she goes being dragged along by people if she asks for protection if she explains without reference parentheses to a particular person and parentheses if she is mad if she is the first wrongdoer and that's bikuna vibhanga sangha de Sessa one um mahakali how do you feel about the uh the the, the disparity between the way that nuns and monks are punished for, uh, for crimes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel about the same way uh, that she does about that. Um, those listening to the audio only can use your imagination. I, uh, in truth, just wanted to use a few more clips from that episode of that show. Um, and so we're done. That was it. That was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I will continue next time with Sangha De Sessa 2 from "Bikuna Vibanga." such a wonderful phrase. It means lots of worries for the rest of your days. Sometimes it gets silly on here. All right, Um, anything else? I think that's it. Happy, holy, and uh, cheers. I will go ahead and close. Oh Until next time